Views expressed by Casters Guild members are only the opinions of that member, and that could change from day to day. Guild members may use mature language, but that in no way means they are mature. Listener discretion is advised. If you head to your local convention or renaissance fair, it can sometimes look like the world's coolest costume party. What goes into the cool, geeky fit? That's the spell we're casting tonight on Casters Guild. Thank you for tuning in to tonight's episode of Casters Guild. I am your guild master and world's most amateur cosplayer, Rick Perry. And I am your guild master, Baron Kane, and I am currently cosplaying as a homicidal maniac. And joining us tonight is a returning and a new guild member. Feel free to introduce yourselves. I'm Cosplay Megan. I am currently cosplaying a functional adult. And I'm CC of CC Cosplays. I am currently in Winry Rock Bell from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Thank you very much for coming on tonight. Uh, we are talking cosplay, and we have a couple of fantastic cosplayers with us. So I think we're going to kick it off tonight with what got you started with cosplay? So several years back, 2015, my best friend from college, her husband's in the Marine Corps and was stationed out in Southern California. And we were trying to find an excuse for me to come visit. So one day she messaged me, hey, let's go to Comic-Con. Because she was only like an hour from San Diego. So somehow we managed to get badges for San Diego. And we're like, well, if we're going, we have to dress up. What are the odds we're ever going to get to do anything like this again? So, you know, you pull out the Halloween list of the, of the uh, bucket list of costumes you want to make for Halloween that are probably a little too nice for Halloween. And we made them and we went. And I had people asking me for autographs. I had people asking for photos. I had people asking for my business card. Yeah, girl didn't even have an Instagram. So I was like, wait, that's a thing? People actually, like, do that? And it all went downhill from there. I can feel that, yeah. So I've grown up in a nerdy family all my life. I've pretty much cosplayed for every Halloween. I think I missed, like, one or two. But during, I think, 2012... Uh, New York Comic Con was close to my birthday, so my parents said, hey, as part of your birthday present, we'll just get tickets and visit for an afternoon. And that was the first time I really understood that people dress up outside of Halloween. Uh, and it was like right before a lot of the crowding, like the overcrowding problems started with New York Comic Con. So it was still really fun. And after that, I did costumes here and there. Like I was that weird kid that went to high school sometimes just like in a random costume it was totally worth it though and one of my friends at the time we really got into like doing casual cosplays to school and we decided that for the new york comic-con of 2014 uh right before we graduated in the spring of 2015 we wanted to do elsa and anna so i did my best to bring elsa to life I was really proud of constructing the shoes, but we got this awful, like, awfully proportioned Elsa dress off of this online website that shipped out of China. The wig was awful. My makeup was awful. I had never really been a makeup person up until even college. Uh, but it was so fun. Like Meg said, we got people coming over because Rosen was still really big. We got a couple of kids to take pictures with us. I got one vendor actually gave me a free piece of art that had like a picture of Elsa 
and she was giving that to, out to all of the Elsas that she saw at the convention, and it was just a really fun time, and it just, like she said, went downhill from there. <laughs> so kind of around the same time as well, but a little bit of a different experience. I would say I, I've always really never had the money to really get any really, really good stuff, and I guess just really haven't really had the time to go and show off a lot of my stuff. Uh, a lot of my... I guess pivotal like geeky time was spent before social media. So like I didn't feel like like if I couldn't show it off then you know I wasn't going to put a lot of time and focus into doing it. However, 22 years ago, I did do the convention scene for a while and there was a convention in Columbus called Marcon. It still goes on and that year I wanted to dress up and go to the little costume ball thing that they do. So I got a satyr outfit. So like my first really big cosplay is really something that I'm kind of known for on TikTok right now. It's, it's gone through a lot of iterations, a lot of changes. It was weird, though. It was a weird experience. That's mostly, cool, though. Mostly because How did the contest go? Oh, I, it wasn't a contest. It was like a, oh. like a costume kind of ball thing. I missed oh, cool. the cost contest part of it. I can't remember what I was doing. I think it was gaming. I'm a gamer. I, I go to game. I don't have time to, you know, do a lot of the cosplay stuff. When I go to when I go to Origins, I start gaming at eight in the morning and I stop at four in the morning. So it's I'm it's intense. So I just don't have time for anything else. I don't have time to shop. So valid. But now that's like I said, it's built up to now me just doing stuff on TikTok. With conventions not happening for so long, I jumped on TikTok in like December of 2020 and just started making again. And it felt good because I hadn't been creating like I love to do. And then I'm like, oh, well, hey, instant gratification. Let's go. <laughs> That's right. As uh, far back as I can remember, I have always loved costuming. Like, uh, Halloween was always my favorite holiday, and, like, I didn't always do what everybody else was doing as far as costumes for Halloween. The first costume I can ever remember, um, like, like when, even, when I was really, really little kid, like, you know, core first memory, is me having a Spider-Man costume that my mom bought at Kmart, but it didn't come with a mask, so she took a red... Uh, stocking, put it over my head, and then took makeup and made the eyes, made the webbing, and then when you took it off, it was all still on my face. <laughs> but I, I love that. I mean, I, I'm, I'm hooked from that point on. My uncle used to dress up as Santa for all the kids, and like as soon as I was old enough, I would dress up as an elf to, to, to be with my uncle doing the Santa thing. You know, when I was... A kid picking out my costumes i was picking video game characters always i was like i want to be scorpion i want to be sonic and back in like the early and mid 90s these were not easy costumes to find like it wasn't like today where video games are more mainstream and you could just go to walmart and find these costumes like they were more difficult to track down the first time i ever made my own costume i would th think would be when i was in high school one year for Halloween, I made a Monkey D. Luffy costume. I spent days 
ruffling the bottom of a pair of jean shorts so they would look just right and fluffy just like his i also spent forever tracking down just the right straw hat and my mom didn't get it she was like just get another straw hat and i was like no you don't understand like the straw hat for luffy that's his treasure it's like his most treasured thing it's the one thing i cannot get wrong on this costume i gotta get the straw hat so since then i've just been kind of dedicated uh the first time i ever went to a con uh my first uh, cosplay there was Waldo, which no one, no one found it. It was very embarrassing. <laughs> it was actually uh, rather unfortunate because my wife, the cosplay she decided to do was Alucard from Helsing, and because she was walking around with Waldo, everybody thought she was Carmen San Diego. Oh, uh, <laughs> yikes! <laughs> the case of mistaken cosplay identity. Uh, oh yeah. I have a very similar story to mistaken identity, but it, it'll be my follow-up after you're done. But yeah, it's just, she'd be like, the fangs, the guns, houses, Carmen San Diego, come on, people. But yeah, it, like, I, I've been hooked since then. Since then, every convention I've ever gone to, I've tried to have a cosplay for every day. Even at conventions I go to where my friends warn me and they're like, cosplay isn't really a thing at this convention. And I'm like, I'm dressing up anyway. I'm like, I'm not doing this for other people. This is for me. Yeah, um, cosplay is every convention. I don't care what you... I, I will go exactly. to a business convention in cosplay. <laughs> it's not a convention, though. It's a conference. It's a different oh. cause. Oh, hey, I went to my work conference in cosplay. <laughs> as, uh, cosplay. as as Danny LaRusso. Nice. So, to be fair, everyone yeah. from my district was cosplaying Danny LaRusso. Nice. <laughs> Except for my district manager, who showed up as, um, oh god, now I'm blanking on his name, but the kid from Cobra Kai. Tommy Karate? <laughs> That's the only thing I know Cobra Kai as, or whatever the Karate Kid thing was. But yeah, that was like, that was his idea, but still, it's, I went to a work conference in cosplay, I'm, <laughs> I'll take it as a win. So, uh, I, I do need to change my vote. I, I keep, I... I had my first cosplay in mind before this started, but then everybody started talking about Halloween, and I didn't even register to me that my first cosplay really was a Halloween costume that I did in October of 1997, and I went as Lobo. Oh, nice. Everybody thought that I was Gene Simmons. Oh, yeah. I, but, but you know what, though? They were like, oh, Gene Simmons. I'm like, yeah, close fair. enough. <laughs> See, I never count Halloween costumes in the like. It's for me, it's different because yes, even though I made Halloween costumes, it's a different sort of situation for me mentally between costume and cosplay. Mm -hmm. Like I, people I will... ask me what I'm wearing to Halloween here in town. I mm -hmm. live in a college town in South Central Texas. You mm -hmm. do the math. I am not wearing something I've spent hundreds of hours on to a college town bar. Makes so, sense. That's yeah. when you throw something together that's... And I will say this. I will say this. There is a huge distinction between just a Halloween costume mm -hmm. and a cosplay. However, I made that distinction because this was definitely a cosplay that I was doing. I think even before I knew cosplay was even a thing. Like that, actually, people dressed up and went and stuff like that. This was definitely a cosplay that I wore to Halloween. That's fair. And I yeah. trick or treated. It was my last time trick or treating. I was 18 years old. I was like, it's my last time. 
Mm-hmm. Go on trick or treating. Last hurrah. <laughs> yep. Might as well go all uh, out. Yep. Honestly, I I remember you know when social media became a thing, seeing people at Comic Con, and mentally I was like, there is no way I'm nerdy enough for that. And then I became you know. <laughs> no, honestly, the cosplay yes. stuff is so intimidating until you get into it. It really and is. And even then, it can still be, depending on, like, what area you're in. I'm definitely, it, I, I definitely, there's a whole lot of stuff I want to talk about in regards to that. Mm-hmm. In in terms of, like, you know, what, you, you know, the comfort okay. level and, oh, you heard the guild train? Yay! Yeah. Okay. As long as you're talking, you can hear the guild train. It comes through. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to have to remember that. Whenever the guild train comes through, I have to keep a steady stream of words going. You just have to, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, the guild train has not made many appearances this season. Anyway, sorry, I totally got you off topic. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just, I was just talking about topics that I definitely want to talk about because those, those have been major holdbacks for me, which is weird. The things that hold me back, I will be the first person to tell somebody else, don't let that hold you back. Right. Like, you don't have to cosplay your body type, and yet... <laughs> mm-hmm. That yeah. is a major limiting factor for me, but that's on a level of comfort. Mm-hmm. I The way I've overcome that is I purposely get excited about characters that are my body type and then i go and cosplay that character now like the two cosplays that i'm working on next are uh bro thor from endgame and uh hazel from umbrella academy because both of them are my body type and who knows i might turn bro thor into uh the dude from the big lebowski as well just we'll we'll see how it rolls i'm I'm still working on adult choji nice See, one of my major fandoms that I cosplay from is Star Wars, and if I wanted to cosplay my body type, I'm looking at the ninth sister, and, like, she, it's, mm, that's a lot of prosthetics, too. Yeah. It's the only one I could do. Snap Wexley. I have a good friend down in Houston who does Snap. Oh, really? That's awesome. Oh, yes, I'll have to, I'll have to share with you sometime. Nice. I, I there's but nothing no, in canon. if you're not familiar with the ninth sister, she kind of looks like an orc. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was a good fight in that game. There's nothing oh. saying I can't be a fat Jedi, so I'm just going to be a fat Jedi. Every time nothing I, every, wrong with that. Every mm-hmm. time I played Old Republic, I played a fat Jedi. And you know what? They look cool. Mm-hmm. They look cool. I think it, it gives me, like, the, the the Japanese drunken master kind of kung fu vibes. Like, when you're wearing the obi kind of Jedi robes like over the big belly. I that like when I look at myself in my Jedi cosplay, like that's what I see and like that's why I think it's cool. Yeah, now, there's a reason I built a clone commando. <laughs> big tank. <laughs> and helmet. Hey John Favreau's Mandalorian was impressive as fuck. I was gonna say, when are we gonna see a Paz Vizsla from you, Baron? I can get you those resources. <laughs> okay. I can yeah. put you in touch with folks. Yeah, I, I I would love to do a Mando cosplay. Not a Mando cosplay, but, you know, a Mandalorian. As a Mandalorian. You know what I mean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Not necessarily a face character. Right, 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 right. Honestly, of the Star Wars costuming clubs, Mando's going to be the cheapest build. I built my first right. one for under 150 which on mm. the it may seem like a lot, but on the cosplay no. scale of budgets... <laughs> That's cheap as hell. You're, we're, if we're talking about like a full set of armor and a gun and everything mm-hmm. like that, that's cheap as fuck is what that is. And you've <laughs> seen the pictures of my Mandalorian Merida. Yeah. Under 150 before I upgraded the helmet. 
I was wow. about to argue and come at you and go, oh, no, my, my Jedi was pretty cheap. And then I remembered the lightsaber. And the lightsaber and he, the boots. Yeah. Well, the boots, the boots I, I did pretty cheap, but I also live in Tennessee. So, Fair. Um, well, and I'm also speaking from, I'm part of the Rebel Legion, Mando Mercs, 501st, <laughs> groups like that. And so there are specific requirements that have to be met by boots. Oh, yeah. That's, what and so that's why it's generally be. a little... That's what my question was going to be when you said like Star Wars costume clubs. If you met Five O Force and stuff like yep. that, I'm actually a judge in all three of those. So okay. oh. I got a I got a challenge coin from the Five O First. I just took. Nope, I didn't. Carry one with me every day. Nice. Yeah. I am. I have a filled out application for the Rebel Legion that has been sitting there since I started this podcast, so almost three years, and I still haven't sent it because you know uh, the crisis, the uh, the global panini. I'm just uh, a, I'm a little iffy on going out and doing events like that. Well, and the good thing is right now, uh, several of the clubs are doing virtual events, so you don't actually have to go. Like mm-hmm. Rebel Legion does Rebelthon, which is basically an entirely streamed content. It's like a convention, but it's online. And so you can contribute, you can participate. That's pretty um, cool. But no, let me know when you send that app in. Yeah, we'll do. <laughs> I'm not a Jedi judge, if that's what you're applying with. But I am. I'm totally gonna. I'm totally gonna creep on that app. <laughs> <laughs> I only judge Mandalorians and clones and those adjacent. Well, for the rebels. I think I've. I think I've got pretty much everything. The the thing that took me the longest were the finding the food pellets, like the food pellet you can containers. Actually, get those on Amazon. Yeah, like that's where I found them. Eventually, it just took me a while to find them. Yeah. Baron, you look Food? confused. Food yeah. pellets? Okay, so... The little capsules on the Jedi belt. They're like little, small, thin tubes. Is that what those are? Yeah. They look like the lids to fountain pens. Yes. I just... I never put that much thought in... I mean, I guess at some point someone had to, like, what are those? Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, oh, same. I had no idea. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's funny. I mean, you know, funny in a in a wow that much thought but you know again leave it to us nerds to call out the creators and be like Haha, what are those you tell me right now or i'm burning this whole place down and they're like uh, uh, <laughs> give yes. us the reference pictures <laughs> the right. full body character reference pictures right. now <laughs> you have until midnight <laughs> give me the email of your head of costuming <laughs> i have like, questions it's like one minute after midnight they roll over in bed. You thought I was fucking with you. <laughs> what has been your uh, favorite cosplay? I know it's it's, it's like I'm asking you to pick your I've favorite child. In my life, <laughs> it's true. She tried to make me choose her uh, cosplay, and I was like, I can't do that. Do it. Do it. Do what Cece's doing. <laughs> well, I tried, and I only got a handful of responses because Instagram isn't my most active social media anymore mm-hmm. since Instagram stole a couple thousand followers from me. So, no. yeah, I was pushing 11,000. Now I'm under 9,500. And I'm like, well, this platform doesn't like me anymore. Mm-hmm. So let's go to TikTok. See, That's every time good. every time something like that happens, I just convince myself that Instagram just got off its ass and deleted mm-hmm. a bunch of bots. That's, that's kind of what I'm hoping. Yeah, that's what worries me, though. If that big of a percentage of my following was bots, then people don't actually like me. And that's kind of a thing I don't want to come to grips with. And I made it worse. Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Love you, too. 
can we go by like the guild rules where that favorite question becomes like our top three? Oh, absolutely. Oh, oh yeah. That's yeah. That's that 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 is a, an unofficial guild decree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's almost guild protocol, actually. Oh, yeah. That's, a whole one, that's like a whole other thing we need to start. It's just guild protocol. Guild protocol isn't talked about. Like, that's it's right. Just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, according to my audience, then, my top two that people really like, which happen to coincide with two that I really like, are Winry, which I am currently in, uh, and Mabel Pines from Gravity Falls. I like both of those characters a lot, even though they have very different wardrobe styles. Like, Winry shows a considerable amount of skin. Mabel is literally a child. I mean, Winry kind of is, too, depending on what part of the series you're in. But anime rules. But I really like those two because they have good personalities. They're very comfortable cosplays. And the third one, I would have to say, I'm not sure if a lot of people are going to know this character, but I cosplay a character called Diana from an Otome, uh, which is a dating sim called Seduce Me the Otome. Um, and she is a literal succubus, which is hell yeah. Uh, those, she are the, is... those are the best succubus, by by the way. Yes, Speaking as an Evelyn cosplayer, I'm here Ooh. for succubi cosplays. Hell yeah. Um, she's definitely a bit out of my wheelhouse usually. Uh, I'm in the LGBT community, but I'm on the ace spectrum. So being something that is a literal sex symbol was a fun challenge to kind of get me out of that... Uh, out of that realm, so to speak. But she's a really cool character. She's one of my favorite villains. She has a little bit of a redemption arc in the second game, but she's probably in my top three. And then honorable mention is my Princess Mononoke, because I've always loved that movie. Doesn't cosplaying out something outside of your normal existence, it makes yeah. you feel powerful. It's definitely an ego boost. Because I'm, I'm Demi, and I've now done three versions yeah, of Demi. Evelyn. Yeah. I do Lady Dimitrescu. Mm-hmm. I've done, I'm trying, I don't think I've done any others on that spectrum, but like, it's a weird feeling. Like, that's it, why I like weird. Evelyn is because I feel confident. Yes. I feel hot. I'm not used it, to this. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much fun though. And it's in like an isolated environment where you can do what you feel comfortable with. I'm not realizing that my, one of my most recent cosplays, Naruto's Sexy No Jutsu kind of falls into that same line of thinking as well. But that, that was something that I've been obsessed with since I started Naruto when I was, like, in fifth grade. Definitely should not have been reading it that early, but... Well, that's that's the only reason why Rick and I didn't wear our versions of that costume, because you said that you might wear it, so we... We, we didn't want to be those our... people, you know. Right, yeah. <laughs> Unless we really did coordinate it, in which case it kind of makes sense, because it's multiple clones. <laughs> <laughs> we could have made a joke about no doubles. Guys, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd say those are my top ones. Um, I've gotten a little more comfortable with male cosplays, uh, especially with doing Howl with my girlfriend as Sophie. That's, what, that's and, actually one of my favorites, especially oh. when you had Sophie in there. I yeah. that was lovely. That little video you guys did. Thank you. We have more videos coming out soon, and we'll be doing a more official photo shoot later on in her trip here. But also Wilfred Warfstash from the Markiplier Egos has been a lot of fun to play with, like, facial uh, stubble makeup. That is also, like, an ego, and that is, like, the epitome of gender. And I'm just like, chef's kiss. (laughs) 
when I put a kilt on my clone commando, on my Republic commando for Ren Fair. I have never experienced gender like that in my life! That's God. <laughs> like, I need yes. to see pictures of that, by the way, because that, I don't think I've seen that. Because my, my family tartan is red, black with a little bit of yellow. And so with, I, I, I'm a Republic commando fixer, so it's olive and dark green on white. And so that red with the gr- it it's not too Christmas, which is what I was concerned with, but mm-hmm. it's an entire mood. Yes. It's amazing, like, how much gender euphoria you can feel doing cosplay and, like, what you can figure out about yourself just doing specific characters. I don't have a favorite anything because the characters I cosplay are basically, uh, there's some aspect of that character that I want to see in my own life. Mm-hmm. For Evelyn... That's the confidence. That's just being hot. For Captain Phasma, I feel powerful. Like, that chrome armor is a mood. Oh, yeah. Keyleth is just entirely too relatable for my own good. Naive, new to the world, but high expectations from family. And no matter what she does, she feels like she's screwing it up. And (laughs) welcome to my adulthood. Adulthood, excuse me. Brienne of Tarth, I feel strength. Fixer, I just feel like a badass. My clone commando, it's just, it's a whole thing in and of itself. But every character I've built is something I want to see in myself. And that's why I did it. Mm-hmm. So every one of them is a favorite in some way. Yeah. They're all my babies. <laughs> you can't make me pick a favorite. Like picking a favorite child. You're not supposed to. I'll pick no, a No, you're not child. supposed to. I will pick a favorite child every day. Spoiler alert, I'm not the favorite child in my family. <laughs> I think my sister-in-law rates higher than I do. <laughs> Jeez. There's nothing wrong with that. She's a wonderful human, and I absolutely adore her. Hey, you know what? As long as it pans out that way, as long as you can look at the other person and be like, you know what? No, they are kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. I will say that I really, really enjoy probably my most well-known cosplay, which is uh, my Dionysus who uh, recently has made an appearance in the MCU and not my, I mean, not my, my cosplay. No, that was totally you. You were looking real good out there. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, I was wondering where you were at the red carpet reveal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, drunk. Um, and let's see. I'll say well, another one of my favorites is I, I went to, uh, I, I dressed up for Halloween as the ice King. Um, From Adventure Time? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, we did a... Uh, this is back when uh, we were still letting my daughter, like, choose the group outfit. So we did, like, as soon as she picked it, she picked in, like, summer. And we worked on these costumes until. Mm-hmm. So I she chose Ice King for me. I went to... I, I got a whole Ice King outfit. I even got a little penguin for Gunter. My, my buddy, her godfather, dressed as Finn... And she dressed as Princess Bubblegum and made her mom dress up as Marceline, which in retrospect is kind of creepy. <laughs> My ex wanted me to be the Marceline to her Princess Bubblegum. And well, we Ooh. see how. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> it would have been fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my absolute favorite, my absolute favorite cos- cosplay that I ever did, again, for Halloween, but I do consider these cosplays again because we worked on them for a half a year was my Wreck-It Ralph. It That's a good looking one. I like that one it, a lot. I even shaved for it completely. 
Oh my god, I can't I'm imagine. Sorry. What? I shaved everything. My daughter dedication. told me. My my daughter thanked me for my dedication and then told me to never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so how much younger did you become? Uh, I don't know, Rick. How much younger? He did it he look? dropped at least seven years. At least yeah. that seems about right. Yeah, yeah. I because I, I did it in my late thirties. I looked like I. You know what? I look like I probably could have been late twenties. Yeah, early early thirties. Oh man, got um, me beat. She got to choose that one too. She was uh, Vanellope von mm. Schweetz. Um, she had her Godfather dress up as uh, Fix It Felix, and then her mom was the Strawberry Lady girl. Uh, nice. I don't know. But yeah, that that's absolutely my favorite. We got some great pictures out of it. I, I don't have the cosplay anymore, but I would love to revisit it at some point and maybe do a uh, post-apocalyptic Ralph so mm. I can keep my beard. That would be cool. <laughs> Two of my top three are technically original characters. So um, my number three is going to be my, my Renfair pirate, um, Captain Brassbeard. I have... I got really lucky with a costume that I started with. Like, the base that I started with was just, like, a pirate costume I got from Spirit Halloween one year when we were going to the Ren Fair. And every year since then, I've just been adding to it and, like, changing it and making it mine until eventually he got the name Captain Brassbeard. And I, I love him. I just love the character. The What really was the turning point for me was the year that people stopped calling me Jack Sparrow. Because every pirate is Jack Sparrow, apparently, or was for, mm-hmm. for a few years. And it's like, this costume is nothing like that costume. What, like, I think the hat. My hat is very similar to Jack Sparrow's. So I think that's the one thing that people might uh, confuse with. But Captain Brassbeard is number three. Um, number two was number one. But I'll, I'll talk about that when I get to number one. Number two is my Jedi Master, who is currently unnamed... Uh, there is a Star Wars Discord that I was part of for a little while where, like, a, a Star Wars TikToker was kind of putting together a crew. Um, and they named my Jedi Master uh, Koto Sega, which is a very Star Wars-like name. I don't know if I've settled on that. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go with something different. I'll need something before I actually put in that application, but I'll figure it out by then. Um, and my number one became my number one when I did my first joint cosplay with my daughter. She was three at the time. She's four now, but she was three at the time. Uh, my daughter, we dressed her up as Frisk from Undertale, and I was Sans. And it was fantastic. <laughs> I Oh, my heart! <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah, Sans is now definitely my number one favorite because I got to walk around hand in hand with a tiny little frisk and like just the fact that I got to do that with her was awesome mm-hmm. and I did put because of that I did put a lot of work into that costume oh, that's adorable yeah you probably already know this but you saw the year that the spawn went as sans correct I, I don't think I did see that yeah she no it wasn't the same year no <laughs> I was like wait a minute <laughs> the same year no it was pre uh, pre-crisis it was my Sans cosplay was as pre-crisis as it can get. Like I cosplayed Sans, and then two months later, my work closed down for oh, okay. for like COVID. So like, um, mm-hmm. it was the Magfest right before the the 
the crisis. So, yeah. Can, can I give Can I give an honorable mention? Sure. It's not my co- It's not my costume. It, it was my daughter's cosplay. My favorite one that she's ever done was Little Pyramid Head. Oh, that was good. That was good. How have I not seen this? I feel like you need to enlighten me. Yeah, what Uh, was this? She was little. We're going to spend like half an hour after this podcast is over just sharing (laughs) pictures. (laughs) Um, She was, oh man, every bit maybe eight. Oh my god, no, because this was was pre-crisis too. Maybe she was about eight then. Anyways, so uh, she told us what she wanted to go as. She wanted to go as a little pyramid head. And we're just like, uh, okay. So we have a buddy who um, offered, just heard that she wanted to do it and offered to make the pyramid head. Um, we got her like a ripped up dress. And he may have even made the sword for her too. So it was great. And it was like, it was all mesh, like almost like um, uh, pantyhose. So it looked like metal sheet all the way down, but she could see right out of it. Um, so, yeah, we have a video of her walking down the sidewalk, dragging the sword behind her. Oh, so good. It looks fantastic. So good. And, it, and then, you know, I posted online on Tumblr or whatever. And, um, you know, you get these people. They're like, oh, no, it was on TikTok. And they were like, oh, do you even know what uh, what Pyramid Head is? I'm like, yeah, he's a fake character on on a video game that she wanted to dress up as, and she has no clue what the context is. So shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> like, she saw something, she saw a scary fucking monster and she wanted to dress up for it as Halloween. Guess who gets to dress up as pyramid head this year. Right. So yeah, that honorable mention put in for the spawn. Great pyramid head. I will show you pictures later. <laughs> Very good. That's, that's probably the, the bad side of cosplay, right? Is, the gatekeepiness of a lot of people like, Oh, you can't cosplay this character because of your skin tone. You can't cosplay this character because of your body type. You can't cosplay this character because you haven't read every single comic that they've ever been in ever. Like just stop. (laughs) Yeah. I will hold myself to those standards. As soon as someone else tries to hold me those standards, I'm putting on the belly shirt and Mm -hmm. I'm coming out. I'm coming out loud. Say, ha, guess who cosplayed? Mm-hmm. I'm, ro- I'm guys. I have yeah. a, I have a confession to make. What's up? I cosplay Winry, and I have never finished Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Oh my God! Get out! Wait. <laughs> what's 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 Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood? <laughs> I've never seen it, but Aaron Dismuke did come up to the last con. I guess and came up to me and introduced himself. Ooh, he's good. precious human. <laughs> so good, but no bullshit like the gatekeeping stuff. It permeates so many different aspects of cosplay which is why i understand why people get so frustrated with the community and end up leaving it for various reasons but we just have to keep telling ourselves and try to find those uh small knit pieces of the community where like hey none of this matters just do what you want do what makes you feel good with your cosplay and honestly like the cosplay doesn't have any rules which i wish more people took to heart and I wish more people, like, oh, I see the hand. I, I will say the caveat, like, as long as you're not hurting someone or doing something racist. Right. Bingo! I was going to yeah, say, don't darken your skin for cosplay. That is, there's one rule! The, the one main rule, yes. Right. Like, I, I don't think there's, I don't think there's a huge problem with, say, 
a white guy cosplaying what would traditionally be played by an African-American. As long right. as you're not... As long as you're not trying to go literal blackface for this costume, I think you're fine. I mean, like, but, if if you're white and you're cosplaying a character from anime, you're already cosplaying outside your race anyway. None of those characters are white. They're Japanese. I mean, like, sure, they might not look traditionally Japanese to you, but that's because that's how that culture sees themselves. Trust me, when there's an American character in an anime, you know. Like, it's or, like, or do you look, know, at, yeah. look at Bandit Keith from Yu-Gi-Oh! I mean, like, that guy had a huge nose, American bandana, and he carried a gun. That's how you know he's American. He has a gun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, a, like, a good ex uh, like a good example would be uh, All Might. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's not American. Nope. He's obsessed with American culture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's very clear in the anime that this dude is Japanese and just obsessed with American culture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And speaking of somebody before, like, before I was super ingrained in cosplay culture, I've never darkened my skin for a cosplay. Mm -hmm. However, two of my earlier costumes that I did were women of color which is why i haven't really wanted to bring those back because i don't want to put myself in that space but because i didn't darken my skin or in other ways like alter myself they were actually surprisingly well received in hindsight uh nobody griped it i've done uh nissa from cw's arrow that was the first thing i ever sewed for myself played by katrina law yeah i i glow in the dark and then I have done my own version of Lana from Archer because I am five foot ten and have Truckosaurus man hands. So I put on those six inch pumps and it was real fun. Danger zone. I am entirely made of legs, so it worked. Yeah. But at the same time, now that I know, like now that I understand a bit more and now that I've, you know, worked with, with cosplayers of color, I can see how baby cosplayer you know, we're going to ignore that it happened. But from here on out, like I've made it a purpose that I'm going to do my best to not put myself in places, in spaces that should be reserved for right, right. cosplayers of color. That That's kind exactly, of what, what yeah. I was going to follow up on was like, you know, I, I'm sure I haven't heard any kind of backlash from the community with uh, people of other races like cosplaying, like, you know, uh, a white person cosplaying a Japanese person or a white person mm -hmm. cosplaying a african-american person as long as they don't you know do the 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 skin color and everything like that mm -hmm. however i do also like for myself would not you know say do a miles morales why because black kids need to have that chance to connect with that character and you know cosplay that you know that character is there that that is that is that space that all these racist assholes are out there that are like oh if you want to cosplay a character, why don't you come up with your own? And it's like, okay, now they have one. Stop mm -hmm. cosplaying as Miles, Whitey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not exactly. to mention, like, not to mention, in that specific example, like, if you want to be Spider-Man, how many Spider-Men are there <laughs> right. that, like, right. one will fit you? Right. Like, you don't have to be Miles. But, like, that's why every white guy who's cosplaying Naruto, who goes, Hinata isn't black, it's like, well, you know, Nar Naruto's not white. Like, it's... Mm -hmm. Right, like just because the cutie pie sensei's Hinata is phenomenal. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Yes. But yeah, it's she's like just a phenomenal human. All I these had the opportunity to meet her, 
I looked like a potato amongst a bunch of goddesses, but here we are. They were all heroes, and I was in Phasma. I was a very shiny potato. Well, we here at the guild love potatoes, so. Mm -hmm. Yes. Boil them, smash them, stick them in a stew. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, that's why all these gatekeepers are really just telling on themselves, because you obviously don't actually care about character accuracy. Like, if you did, you wouldn't be the white guy cosplaying the Japanese character. You're just racist. Like right. it's yeah, exactly. it, it's the same thing with people who like oh don't cosplay that person that character that character's not fat well you're that character's not as skinny as you are either but like you're just being fat phobic like it, they're just they're just telling yeah. on themselves mm-hmm. they hide it under the guise of oh you need to be accurate mm-hmm. but it's like it's so stupid. And see that's one of the wonderful things about like the Star Wars costuming groups there are no body type requirements. The only characters that have any sort of body type requirements, you have to be seven feet tall to hit a Wookiee. That's fair. Most people use use stilts, but that that is the only, like, I am five foot ten and well over 200 pounds, and I am approved as a senatorial Princess Leia. Hell yeah. So that's one space that I'm very fortunate to be a part of where I am not judged, you know, judge me not by my size. (laughs) sort of situation however on the note of gatekeeping i would like to make a guild decree oh shit there is nothing wrong with buying your cosplay guild decree guild decree made it oh yeah there you go whoever you commissioned it from there is nothing wrong with buying a cosplay yeah well you know what i'm even gonna go so far as you could get your cosplay off the rack at walmart Again, absolutely. Just don't try to tell people that you made it. Right. Thank you. Yeah, that there's, is that is the one caveat. Right, and it's like <laughs> there's no shame in it, guys. You don't have to say it's like because I know that there are people out there that are just like, look, I just don't want to be shamed in front of these people. There's no shame in it. Mm-mm. There's no shame in it. We're all here to have fun. Yes, you're going to have dickheads out there. I'm not going to say you're going to be completely immune to any kind of like slander or whatever from people out there. This is not the perfect community. I guarantee it. Why? Because no community is perfect. But this is also, I think this is where one of my favorite sayings applies a hundred percent. Those who mind don't matter. And those who matter don't mind. That's right. Very much so. So yeah, I like that guilt decree. Yes. Also, if you did buy your cosplay and then you have modified it since then, or you bought extra accessories or put it together a different way. Don't feel don't feel like you can't take credit for that. Like don't feel like you can't be proud of what you did since then. So if like somebody compliments you on it, you don't have to just be like, oh well, it's just off the rack. Like you can be like, oh well, I bought this part, but I did this and I did this, and you can be as proud as you want. All that stuff. Absolutely. Not to mention you wearing the hell out of that costume. So, you know, and slight. honestly, you can even be proud of something off the rack because it takes mm-hmm. a lot to put yourself out there looking ridiculous like and, we often do. And not only that, you if you got it off the rack, you had to buy it. Mm-hmm. You had to devote you had to devote hours of your life to get the money to buy that. Or maybe you stole it. You took a big risk. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> That still works. You put in work. Now wear that costume. You wear the hell out of that costume, Slay. Right. Yeah. Just remember. Just remember. If you're using the five finger discount, use take it from a big corporation. Mm -hmm. Don't don't steal local. 
Oh, uh, if you yeah. if you're stealing from like a convention booth, like die in a fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would just like to say that my brand doesn't really support that, but as long as I don't see it, I'm cool. <laughs> and the only time I've seen stealing from a con booth be cute is when a group of like single digit age Jawas, whenever they were asked for a photo, they'd run up and grab something from the nearest booth, but they always the put photo. it back. Man, I don't even. I think if I was running a booth and there were one-year-old Jawas that ran up to my booth, grabbed my shit, and ran, I don't even know if I would care. I'd be like, you know mm-hmm. what? I deserve that. I saw a Jawa coming and I did nothing. That's that's my fault. Honestly, my first troop, my first event in Captain Phasma was a parade, and fortunately, the Jawas were behind me in case I decided to play cosplay fall apart. And I was like, if you oh. see something shiny, just bring it to me after, please. Mm-hmm. Because if anybody's going to get into character for the legions, it's going to be a Jala. Now, mm. now I want to go into one of those parades, stand in front of the Jawas, give the Jawas a bunch of different stuff. And when we get, if we get to certain parts and they're like, well, where's your costume? I'll just point at them. <laughs> there was a con I went to where there was a Jawa who took someone's cell phone traded it for somebody else's lightsaber traded it for somebody else's wallet and there was like a chain of six to eight people who had to figure out who had their stuff because these weren't all legion people (laughs) it was the most entertaining thing i have seen in a very long time that's some real jawa shit right there that's right so chaotic (laughs) i'm here for the chaos Mm. But no, going back to the how you made your cosplay or bought it or whatever, I just want to give a shout out to the people that modify stuff because y'all can be so resourceful sometimes, whether it's the character design or the material itself. Because I know there was a there was a trend going around, at least on TikTok for a while, where people were making wigs out of paper. And I swear to God, some of those wigs looked way better than any wigs that I have seen styled with like hair. It's crazy. That was a crazy thing to see. I mm-hmm. did not. I'm sad that I, it died down. Yeah, but I don't even remember seeing that one. And I feel like I missed out. It was. It great. was pretty cool. It, it, it was from a lot more of the community that they kind of got into cosplay from being online during the Panini for a while. So they didn't have the resources to go out and buy things or learn how to style a wig. So they kind of just used the materials that they had at home. At least that's the vibe that I got from seeing it online and man some of those are just so cool mm-hmm. i will say even the last contest i judged for a con i was a guest at um my judge's choice was modified mm-hmm. they had taken i think a pair of leggings and turned it into a shorts and then detailing on a top i don't know the character i'm not super big into anime but she had just done such a fantastic job to it and then looking at the reference she was spot on mm-hmm. and it that's that's how I started was, you know, modifying things. The first cosplay I wore to a con was Amy Pond from Doctor Who. So like, if you're doing the policewoman thing, there's only so much you can really make. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it just looks better if you if you purchase something. But we had to add the right detailing because surprisingly enough, it's really difficult to get Bobby like a Bobby costume in the United States that looks right. <laughs> So, uh, speaking uh, of buying your cosplay off the rack, 
Um, if you need a shirt for your Eddie Munson cosplay, you should probably check out T-Villain. T-Villain is a t-shirt site where you'll find a killer limited edition t-shirt being sold for $13 for only 24 hours. The following 24 hours will feature a new design and so on and so forth. They choose the most ingenious designs that reflect everything evil and villainy, as well as works pertaining to anything artistic, pulp style, lowbrow, pop culture, TV, movies, music, video games, comics, etc. All things cool and evil, basically. To check them out and help Casters Guild, please check our link in the description. And their Eddie Munson like Hellfire Club shirt is the coolest one I've seen. It might not be the most screen accurate, but I, it seems like every store has like a Hellfire Club t-shirt now since the new season of Stranger Things. And I think theirs is definitely my favorite. Now, I will say this, just for full disclosure, T-Villain does cycle through their designs, and I believe that they have now fully cycled out. Uh, I, I know it was it was still on the center store pretty recently, but if, it, if it's gone, it's gone, and that, that stinks. But mm-hmm. still, there's a lot of cool stuff there. They've got a... Uh, a new thing going on where there's a trick shirt and a treat shirt and like they're kind of going head to head trick or treat so it's pretty cool that i their their cabin fever shirt uh i was um i'm pretty hyped on it looks really fucking cool oh and the, they have a new what we do in the shadows shirt too that was fantastic here we go listing all the series i still need to catch up on <laughs> well, especially now that they just started their new season Oh, yeah, what we do in the shadows is like four episodes in now, the new season. Guys, I need this is I I want to do it, and it will probably be my most expensive cosplay ever. Laszlo. Oh, my God. I want to do a Laszlo costume so bad now. That would be so good. Oh, yeah, it would. Badly. See, that's my problem with getting into new media, because I know I will automatically get attached to a character, either because of who they are or their design. And the entire time I'm watching the rest of the show or the movie, I'll be like, how can I cosplay this character? (laughs) (laughs) My thing is, is like, I know I want to cosplay from a series, but I can't settle on -hmm. a character. Like my hero. I have Mm -hmm. to do something from my hero. (laughs) And everyone tells me to do Midnight, and I'm like, no. 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 Maybe Aurorozu, but mm-hmm. Midnight is because people see me in Evelyn or they see me in Lady D. Yeah. They're like, oh, Midnight. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I like I've definitely been thinking about doing my hero and like my I originally I f- immediately gravitate to fat gum like I want to do mm-hmm. fat gum. But like all my friends want to see me as Aizawa. So I, I, I don't know. Maybe. My best friend really resonates with Aizawa and has pointed out that I am her present Mike. <laughs> I'm, I'm, so... telling, I'm telling all my friends now that if they convince me to do Aizawa, I'm bringing the sleeping bag. And when I go down, you're carrying me. Like, if you want yeah. me to move throughout that convention, like, once I decide it's Aizawa nap time, it's Aizawa nap time. Like, if you want me to move, you got you got to carry me. Just bring one of those cards from like Home Depot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like the little flatbeds? Yep. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Some of my favorite My Hero cosplays at conventions have been an Aizawa walking around, like with the just like the double zip sleeping bags where mm-hmm. you can get your feet out and they're just kind of <laughs> yeah. waddling along. That I keep telling question. my friend I'm going to buy her a sleeping bag. I'm like, <laughs> you don't have a choice in this matter, it's happening. 
That is a question, though, that I'm curious. Um, do you guys tend to gravitate more towards, like, main characters or, like, side characters or villain? I think it really depends on I the series. Like, uh, it, I gravitate toward particular characters. Like, the reason I do the Jedi cosplay is Qui-Gon. I don't know if you can call Qui-Gon a main character. I mean, like, he was a very He's pivotal a nice character, character in, in the heart. in in episode one but like obviously the main character of star wars it's anybody with skywalker at the end of their name but i don't know i don't know if that's a main character or not i don't know if i consider that a main character monkey d luffy is one of my first cosplays that's definitely the main character but like how could you not fall in love with that stretchy boy you know so i guess it really just depends um sans is not the main character and he's my favorite cosplay i don't know i think there was a time when i would say i stayed away from main characters because i never felt like a main character in my own life and i was like all these size characters deserve more attention so all my favorite characters were side characters and then i hit my 30s and i was like i just like who i like like if it's the main character that's awesome um if it's not that's okay too like my favorite character in my hero academia was deku until i met red riot and fat gum and then i'm like no like screw deku it's it's red riot and fat gum until the day i die kirishima is definitely my favorite student but you know it it's one of those things where i definitely gravitated towards side characters when i was younger and i felt like a side character and i was going through that you know emo phase but now that once i hit 30 and and i was much more comfortable in who i am like i just like who i like like i like who i identify with or sometimes it's not even people i identify with i just think they're a cool person like it's like that's the person i'd want to be best friends with so it doesn't really matter i typically gravitate towards lesser known or less popular characters um there are obviously exceptions to that like lady dimitrescu like wonder woman even Keyleth from Critical Role or Vex or basically anybody from Critical Role because there's really no main character there. But Nyssa from Arrow, you have to watch a specific couple of seasons to know who she is. Brienne of Tarth from Game of Thrones, you have to watch specific stuff. Captain Phasma, yes, she was the first female Star Wars villain, but she got Boba Fetted twice and so nobody really gives her a second glance. So, and Evelyn, nobody likes to play Evelyn. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the character design. I think but I, I definitely feel more like a supporting character. Agreed. I I probably go for more support characters too. Like well, for example, if if this gives you any indication the kind of characters I tend to gravitate towards, um I I don't like mentioning this woman's properties, but he who must not be named, but Jacob Kowalski mm. from uh the uh the creatures fantastic movie. yeah yeah but yeah that that i really gravitate to i can um, definitely see you doing that build too like cool. just mannerisms mm -hmm. i've uh, mentioned it more times than once on this podcast yeah. but like when my wife and i went and saw that movie and saw that character the first thing i thought about when i saw jacob kowalski i was like that's that's baron <laughs> that, that is baron in this movie yeah, I, I will say anytime, anytime I want to cry, I watch that scene, and it, it works every time. Just you're just gonna make me cry just thinking about it. It's rough, isn't it? How yeah. dare you! I didn't rough. sign up for feels. <laughs> yeah, you did. Um, oh. <laughs> but then, um, 
but then you know I wanted to do and I but I've also noticed too I gravitate more towards people whose body types I can I can do but I will say um you like you because you brought up your critical role I would really and I cannot match this character's body type at all but I would really really love to do a caduceus clay but that goes back into please <laughs> That goes back into the whole, you know, I, I gravitate towards comfort characters and and support characters, you know, except for that one time where he, you know, <laughs> essentially told a dude that he hopes he has someone who misses him when he's that gone. That dude was a terrible person. <laughs> Ikathon was a horrible man. Was and he deserved man. every word of that. <laughs> what a what a what a burn though. Oh so Oh, it was good. glorious. That is one of the best burns. In set that entire on, series, set him on fire is what he did. But uh, but yeah, and, and he I did it in such character. a chill, casual, like you wouldn't think mm -hmm. he's talking smack kind of way because that's just Caduceus. Um, I could also see me doing a uh, good Pumat Soul. I would. Yes, love I think. Wait, no, someone recommended me do that, and I thought it was Rick. I was like, no, he doesn't know who that is. I, um, I actually do. It's one of the few episodes of Critical Role that oh, I've seen. Well then, I don't know if I like did that. recommend it or if I just agreed with it hardcore, but That's like it, it could have been. That's fair. But yeah, and actually, you know who I'm just now thinking that I would probably like to do, but I would I I don't know how I would do it, but I would I think Gilmore would be fun. That would be one that's way out of my comfort zone though. And that's another one where as long mm -hmm. as you do it tastefully, there won't yep. be an issue. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, in terms of comfort zone, besides that, it is he is a very, very confident, sexy, alluring. And it's like, oh, oh, exactly. That face oh. right there. Yes, that is that is Sean Gilmore. <laughs> but yeah, that, that would be. Oh, and I thought they did such a great job with his character in the cartoon, too. Like, obviously, it wasn't Matt doing the voice, but it was like, you guys picked the perfect person to do this character. <laughs> there were several voices in there that I'm so used to being Matt, and then I mm -hmm. hear the actual one, like Gray Griffin as Delilah Briarwood. <gasps> they made some good choices. They made some good choices. Or David Tennant as General Krieg. Even though we'd never heard General Krieg in the actual show because he was gone before the podcast started. But oh my goodness, that man. My favorite one, my biggest surprise, oh, yeah, oh, tangent, but this is the guild, so whatever. My favorite one was uh, Steven Root. That was a surprise out of nowhere, and he nailed that character. It was like, you, you, Steven Root, you deserve all the things. Oh, and uh, Dominic Monaghan. That was out of left field as well. Yeah. But it fit. It fit, it fit out of left field. I they was just do such a good job with that. I, I, I was kind of split on the issue, really. I'm just, oh. you know, whatever happened That's to the character. completely valid. It's just what happened to the character. Cece, even if you're not into Critical Role, I do highly mm -hmm. recommend the Netflix series. Oh, or yeah, Amazon yeah. Prime. I've heard Amazon really good Prime. things about Amazon it, yeah. Um, yeah, I finally sorry, finished it. It's pretty good. Spoke. It's, they've done a fantastic job of, co of committing several hours of gameplay into a shorter series, but it was done very well. There are only a couple of things in it that felt rushed based on the general role play of the yeah. actual play game. Yeah. Even if you know nothing about Critical Role, it's still a good story. And that's what I love about it because I don't play Dungeons and Dragons 
Mm -hmm. I'm D&D adjacent. I love Critical Role. I love Dungeons and Daddies. I love the Adventure Zone. And I will cosplay other other people's Dungeons and Dragons characters. Playing Mm -hmm. it in my bag. No, yeah, I've heard it's a really good show. I've heard that about Arcane as well, and I've never really been into League of Legends. I'm saying, but both look like really good shows. Arcane I, is phenomenal. And and to keep with the theme of the uh, episode, what these two things are great for is giving us way more options to cosplay. Mm-hmm. I've seen so. Oh, you know that would be another great thing that I would do out of Arcane is the uh, the one dude, the dude the the knuckles. I can't remember his name. Oh, man, I would love to cosplay that guy. So, again, so far out of my body range, but, man, how oppressive is that guy? I mean, I've done Keyleth from Legends of Vox Machina, and the character yeah. in the show is probably about as big around as one of my thighs. But you look great. <laughs> I I would not be able to do that in my mind. and that's how I didn't works. think I could either. And that's how it works. <laughs> my motto for cosplay has always been act like you know what you're doing and nobody can tell you you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Also, I approach it with the scientific method of fuck around and find out. Oh, yeah. You ask me if you should cosplay a certain character, I'm always going to say yes, you should cosplay that character. Go for it. Yep. Doing it. Please <laughs> do. All right, everybody, I, uh, what are your cosplay picks for Baron? If you could have Baron cosplay any character. L- let me tell you, I love doing this because I have a hard time figuring out what I want to do. So I'm like, what do you think? I'm in I the same boat. I mean, I totally agree with the characters you've listed so far. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the animated version of Anastasia? Yes. Years ago. Years ago. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Rick. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. For some reason, the name of the character is escaping me. No, I cannot remember the name either. Because my brain wants to go to Tevia, but that's Fiddler on the Roof. Dimitri? No. Vladimir? He would be good too, though. Bartok? Uh, Yeah, I think it might be Vlad. Um, Fucking Rasputin was played by Christopher Lloyd. I need to watch this again. It's such a good movie. So inaccurate, but it's such a good movie. (laughs) Him. Okay, yeah. I I just Mm -hmm. pulled him up. Vladimir. There we go. It's trying yeah. to do the yep. thing. Mm-hmm. Heck but yeah. no, just the mannerisms and the personality. Mm-hmm. Do that in a heartbeat. Notice like, how notice how Don very Bluth, supportive dad vibes. Don yes. Bluth has like two men that he knows how to an- animate. Have you ever yes. <laughs> Twinks and bears. <laughs> <laughs> You're, You're not right. wrong. That's You're that's right. it. That's 100%. it. The only I mean, two. Vladimir is a hundred percent the dad from uh, American Tale. Yeah, yes. that's true. That's true. A hundred percent. Look, my my, I would have told you a hundred percent, Jake Kowalski, until this podcast, and you mentioned Laszlo, and now I need you to do Laszlo so I can do Nandor, <laughs> and like we can, yeah, hell yeah, make it happen, guys. <laughs> Please, I will help if I can. Yeah, I, w- I would definitely appreciate the help because just looking at some of the costumes in this thing, it's got to be one of the most expensive things I've ever done, clothes-wise. Oh, another cosplay that just came to mind, something that you could do with your spawn as well. Um, you could do Sully from Monsters, Inc., and they could and- do either Mike or um, the Boo. little girl. Yeah. Boo, yeah. We we were going to do a uh, Big Daddy and Little Sister there for a little while. Ooh. Not a Little Sister. No, yeah, Little Sister, Yeah, it's sister, Little right? Sister. Yeah. yeah, the ones in the dress. A big sister is on big my sister list. Big sister is, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was uh, we we wanted to do the big daddy and little sister, 
Little Sister, I think, could have been easy to pull off. The Big Daddy, though, might have been a little harder. That you would be surprised. Who's the main character in Infinite? I feel like I'm already halfway there. You are, because, yeah. yeah. DeWitt. Yeah, that's oh, it. Yeah. Booker DeWitt. I feel like I'm already halfway there in my Guildmaster Rick outfit here. <laughs> I'm always curious to hear who people think I should cosplay because it's usually characters I wouldn't have picked for myself. Mm-hmm. But apparently just my persona on the internet is just so different from what's actually up in here that it's just wild. Yeah, you. it's always hard for me to pick out stuff for like, especially for people who already cosplay because it's like, I've already seen you as 20 different people. We're shapeshifters. <laughs> yes. It's like all the costumes I would tell you to do. Like you've, I've already seen pictures. Oh <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I definitely would, especially considering the um, the background that I'm coming from and what I do on TikTok. Especially, I would love to see both of you do like some Greek goddesses or gods. So I have done a female version of Hades before. Well, there you go. Um, and I and I do a thing with friends where um, we have a drinking challenge party based off of Mithras, which was a very niche Roman cult. And I've dressed up as the Roman planetary gods for that before. I think I've done a couple videos on TikTok when I used to do Helios. Um, but I haven't made too much content of those yet. I might revisit them. I have done Lore Olympus versions of a couple of folks. Mm-hmm. That's that counts. Um, I've that counts. done Persephone and Minthy. I I've seen your Persephone. I haven't seen Minthy. Uh, Minthy, I actually just did a repost of yesterday. Ooh. Yeah. Mostly because I'm exploring that body paint color again to potentially do a ruby of the sea. Oh. Ooh. I know uh, that She's cool. <laughs> but honestly, if you needed other gods and or goddesses, I kind of vibe with Athena a little bit. That's exactly what I was going to recommend. <laughs> yeah, she's she's one of the ones I work with, so. Oh, nice. Meg, for you, I mean, like, uh, if I didn't know you, if you hadn't just told me that you'd already done Brienne of Tarth, that probably would have been my first thing. But now that I know you have, uh, Brigitta from Overwatch would probably be the one. I have the wig, I have the coveralls, I have the shirt. Oh, there you go. But, nice. but I'm a Zarya main. I was going to say you could pull off a Zarya cosplay, too. I am a... Specifically the barbarian skin. It's been on the list for, like, four years. <laughs> I am a Reinhardt and Torbjorn main. So as soon as Brigitte mm. got announced, I was like, it's the love child of my two favorite characters. <laughs> See, my only issue now, though, is that as a Zarya main, I have now been rendered completely useless. Because in a five-man comp, you don't need an off-tank. Oh. Rip. <laughs> but no, uh, healing people by beating the ever-living shit out of somebody? Absolutely my bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I've, I've, I think I've played a D&D character that did that. It's like you, you punch somebody, they do a, they do a cure light wounds with a punch. It, were, it evens out. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> right. Since you're talking about possible cosplay stuff, does anyone have anything in the works? Well, now... <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I okay so here's the deal like you, I kind of stopped for a while I gained some weight so like my old cosplays you know I'm trying to get back into them and 
you know, in, in the granted one of them, it's like, it's my Dionysus costume, and it's like, oh, but I don't want my belly hanging. I was like, why? You're Dionysus, buddy. Come on. Um, <laughs> but it's just, I haven't really felt comfortable in, mm-hmm. in even wearing my old stuff, so it's just like, so even if I did make new stuff and I did lose weight to fit into my old stuff, then I wouldn't be able to fit that. So it's like, now it's just like, you know what? Fuck it. This this episode is kind of inspiring me to really start looking into stuff. I really this is not just me saying it. I would love to get that Laszlo, that Laszlo look. And just looking at some of the stuff, I don't know if I mean, I know. Have you seen it at all, CC? Not yet. I, a lot okay. of my friends and my girlfriend watch it. They're uh-huh. they're gonna get me into it eventually. You <laughs> and then especially... I'll be in cosplay hell again. But... Right, especially with costumers. They wear different stuff every episode. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen them rewear something. So it's like it's like a costumer's dream to watch this thing and be like, oh oh god. All the or or nightmare. Or nightmare. I was gonna say I, nightmare. You have your pick. pick. For better right. or worse, well, you have okay. your pick. <laughs> to be fair, night nightmares are dreams, so To be fair. To be fair. Money's a big yeah. hurdle for me. Um, like there's a bunch of cosplays I want to do and I just can't like, I told you I was working on Hazel. Um, the only thing I need left is the mask, um, which is sitting on my Amazon wish list. It's $55 and I don't have $55 to spend on a Hazel mask right now. Um, so there's that, there's the, the Thor one I was telling you I was working about. I'd really like to do an overhaul cosplay and let my daughter be airy and see how many heroes try to save her from me at a convention. Um, <laughs> my heart. Um, I, I want to do that really bad. Not to mention, like, I really don't want to get rid of the beard at this point. Like, I've been growing it for such a long time that, like, I either go for characters that have the beard or ones where I can hide it. Um, it's a reason Sans is so big because I don't paint my face like a skeleton. I have got like the Sans head. Like, it, it is like huge. It fits over my head. The beard hides in it. Same thing with the Hazel mask. Or if overhaul, I can get that great big plague doctor mask over the front of my face, and like that, I can just shove my beard into it. Nobody even know it's there. Um, so yeah, there's a bunch of them. Uh, I still need to work more on on this my variant self cosplay. Um, like this vest is definitely not the vest that I want. There's a bunch of other accessories. So yeah, there's a bunch of things that I'm working on, but they're all on hold. And the same thing with Baron. Another reason that my um, application is on hold for Rebel Legion. Another reason I haven't submitted it yet is because I got too fat for my Jedi belt. So I either need to get a new belt or lose some weight. So it's just one of those things. And unfortunately, those are not entirely inexpensive. No, they're not. <laughs> Meg, do you have any cost plans in the works? Always. Always. Yes, that is the correct answer. Right now, I am currently trying to figure out what I'm taking to Dragon Con. Ooh. Um, (sighs) I miss Dragon Con. I've never been. This is going to be my first year, and I am so ridiculously excited. My, uh, Um, my My daughter's godfather got body checked by William Shatner at Dragon Con. That's a story. It is. Holy shit. <laughs> well, we're talking about cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> so mostly working on accessories for characters I've already done. Mm-hmm. So like for the what if version of Keyleth I just recently finished, I want to make that axe and I want to mm-hmm. make it light up. For Evelyn from League, I want to make her lashes for the all out skin. 
They can just be rolled up and packed. I need the wealth. Again, that's another thing for me when it comes to particular characters that are outside of my body type. I feel I am, like, required to have a wow factor to be able to be considered on the same level as, you know, the conventionally pretty. It's a whole mental thing. But, yeah. you know, the first time I ever cosplayed Evelyn, I was I was at my heaviest that I've ever been. But I had 12-foot-long tails that had a wire armature to them that I had tied off with, like, stretchy fishing line. To my wrist and so like when i go up to hug a friend they wrap around them too <laughs> oh, that's cool. and so it's one of those i'm constantly challenging myself to be bigger and better because i am bigger and i can be better than i already am hell yeah <laughs> so mostly i'm just crunching trying to figure out what the hell i'm gonna bring <laughs> because it's barely over a month away <laughs> Oh god, yeah. I think the last time I actually gave myself enough time to con crunch was with my actual like first cosplay with Elsa because we worked on that over the summer. <laughs> yeah, I crunched out the what if because it's actually a full collab that we did submit to the Critical Role Gallery and so we're Ooh. all crossing our fingers that we get in but there were 20 different characters represented amongst our group that we got to do a collaboration with the artist herself and so... Yeah, I crunched that out in about two weeks because I was one of the people helping, you know, mod the Discord. So I figure I might as well finish something for once. <laughs> I tell myself never again. And there have been too many times I've said that and then I'm painting in a hotel room the night before. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I was adding detailing to my Princess Mononoke dress like the night before KatsuCon. I think that was Katsu... Katsu's on 2019. Katsu's so much fun. My two big cons are Katsu Con and Neko Con. And they are very different in terms of vibe. Um, but I was adding like burn details to that dress like the night before Katsu. And it was, it almost didn't get done. But it then it did. And then it was a lot of fun. But I have worn like unfinished cosplays to cons before. And people always kind of forget that's an option because they want to be like the perfect character. And at their top notch. But I've worn Winry unfinished to a cause before. Uh, I have worn my gender bent version of Jonathan Joestar technically unfinished to a con before. I'm trying to think of other ones that I've done. I've done half of Diana's canon dress before. Um, and then I completely scrapped it because it was kind of falling apart. But it worked for what it needed to be done for. Um, and that's when I need to go back to but there's no shame in having like half of your cosplay done for a con and still just having a lot of fun. Totally. That's one thing that a lot of people seem to forget. Mm -hmm. It's about having fun. Don't yeah. destroy yourself for this. Mm -hmm. And I'm literally the worst at destroying myself for cosplay. Mm -hmm. I will also say like just listening to that and especially about what you just said about how not having it all the way complete, you know, go ahead and just do it anyways, go have fun. There is a, there's an option for people who they may not know, but it's called closet play, mm -hmm. where you just grab some shit from your closet and do the best approximation for this character as you can. And there's something else too, and I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically like it, they they do it for Disney, like Disney bounding, like, Disney bound, yeah, yeah, Disney bounding. Um, but it, I think that it's there's a version of it just for regular characters too, 
where you just kind of play like a casual version of this character. A casual mm -hmm. cosplay or a closet mm -hmm. cosplay. Yeah. Yeah. Is, that, is that still closet play? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, th those options are there. And I love those. I love mm -hmm. seeing people's closet casual cosplays. I, I love seeing people making alternate versions that don't exist. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you make up your own skin for this character and I fucking love it. I Well, it, technically now they do all exist with the variant excuse now. So you can say. That's true. And and that and that's the other thing too is like like if you if you do MCU stuff and well, you know, anything, but specifically MCU stuff and and you don't feel like your costume is exactly where you want it to be and you go a different route or you don't match the body type or something like that and you want to say, hey, I'm a variant. You know what? If that makes you feel more comfortable, go for it. However, you don't have to. Mm -mm. Exactly. If you go out there with your big belly, dressed as Loki from the original 616, and you want to say that you're that Loki, then you're that fucking Loki. Don't let people try to say, oh, you're a variant. You're fucking not. Mm -hmm. You're only a variant if you want to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you say you are a variant. Otherwise, yeah. you are the original. And the whole concept of the alternate versions that don't actually exist is actually one of my big motivators for that critical role, what if? Because it's basically you take the characters, but they're a different class. Mm -hmm. That is often completely different from what they are mm -hmm. in the show. Like, Keyleth, the socially awkward druid, is a barbarian. Grog, the intelligence of six barbarian, is a wizard. Which, who uh, is reading? It's a Goliath wizard is just so mind-bending to me anyways. <laughs> Fantastic. So that's one of the reasons that I thought it would be really fun, because it's not something you see. Mm -hmm. So other than just go do it or have fun, if there's somebody who's never cosplayed before and they you could give them a piece of advice to get started cosplaying, what piece of advice would you give them? I'd probably go with my cosplay mantra. Act like you know what you're doing. And nobody can tell you that you are wrong. So I actually have answered that question for a lot of people. I actually hosted a couple days worth of like cosplay 101 stuff for the school that I work at, which is full of middle schoolers that don't have their own budgets and don't usually have the resources to get what is considered like top-notch costuming stuff. So one of the main things I always tell them is to look at thrift stores and secondhand shops things because one you can find some really cool like out there uh mostly accessories i find but even main pieces of a cosplay and it's usually within the budget of someone with an allowance so i think that secondhand shops and thrift stores are a really great place to start especially if you are on a budget and you don't have necessarily the skill set that you want yet in terms of either modifying things making your own stuff and there's just a lot of really cool things to find there I think a, a piece of advice I'll give is if you can get yourself a uh, a willing handler. Um, oh yeah, it I doesn't would have to, to be have a handler most of the it, time. It doesn't have to be some trained like oh I'm I've been a cosplay handler for four years. No, my handler is my wife. My wife doesn't get into cosplay like I get into cosplay, and like it's just she carries stuff for me when I can't carry it. Or like she makes sure that like, if I'm posing for a picture, she's like, Oh, your, your robe is caught up here. Let me get that for you. If 
I'm in the sans mask where I can barely see anything. She makes sure I'm not walking into stuff. And just having somebody there who I know has my back 100% makes it way makes me way more confident to do my cosplay. So if you can, like I said, it doesn't have to be anybody who's like a trained cosplay handler. It could just be a friend who's not in costume that day or is in a, you know, a much easier to control costume that day who can help you out. I guess uh, if I had any advice, I would say if you feel like going big right out the gate, go for it. But start small. Get something easy to do or even just do like an easy look for the characters you want to do and then just build up. Rick mentioned it earlier when he started dressing up like Captain Jack Sparrow. And... (laughs) Sorry. No, it's fine. (laughs) I hate that it took me a second to realize. (laughs) (laughs) But when he started dressing up as a pirate and then, you know, he added on to it and added on to it and added on to it. I I mean, this is this is not necessarily related kind of, but like, you know, I I've mentioned this before, I'm pagan. Uh I have an altar in my house. It started out as the top of a dresser with a couple candles. It is erupted into a full-blown uh shelf with a wine rack and some statues and some candles and a full tapestry. And this took years to do, but I added on through the years and it looks great now. And it's exactly what I want it to be. And that's exactly what you should do with your costumes. Start out simple, add on to it as you go. And by the time you're all said and done, this is going to be a signature look for you that no one's going to be able to duplicate straight out of the gate. It's one of the reasons I think starting at the Ren Fairs is one of the, a great way to do it. Because whether you're a pirate like me or you're any other kind of costume for Ren Fair, there's nothing wrong with being a level one adventurer. And then eventually, over the years, you level up. You get those other pieces of your costume. You get the better armor. You get the better weapon. You know what I mean? Like, And as people see you from year to year, you're just leveling up. That's all that is. You're, becoming, you're getting more experience. You're becoming a... a higher level adventurer i like that Uh, that's That's kind of what i was gonna say too is like rennie's your garb is never finished never it's same with building a mandalorian of any type your kit is never really done because you're always looking for that next upgrade yep and i'm sure that is that way for any cosplayer too with any cosplayer any look you know like you're you're going to constantly looking at stuff like you know, is this the shade that I want? Oh, wait, that shade's better. I think I'm going to go ahead and replace this. Oh, is that a necklace that looks better than what I have or that I can add to or maybe some rings? It's just go- it's going to be on down the line until you're all said and done. And uh, it- it's just give it time. Don't don't expect to have the exact look right out of the gate. Yeah. Cosplay is a long con game. It takes a lot of years. (laughs) See what you did there. Mm -hmm. But no, we get so caught up in the moment and wanting to be perfect for that one part of the journey. And that's what we get caught up at, especially at the beginning. It's really difficult. It took me a while to realize you're not going to be that Yaya Han, that Leon Chiro. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be Jessica Negri right out the gate. You got to work at it and learn and practice. Sure, you can look awesome, but there's always room for improvement. Yep. If that's what you want. 
Mm-hmm. Wonderful thing about cosplay, it is whatever you want to make it. Why well, I went to what was that cosplay I went to in Ohio, Baron? Was that Origins? That was Origins, right? That was Origins. Okay, so I went to Origins, and that was one of the cosplay. That was one of the conventions where my friends told me cosplay isn't really a thing at Origins. It's a gaming convention. They're playing games, but I still went. And one of the days, I wore my Vault Dweller costume from Fallout. And I love that costume, but at the time it was very bare bones. It was very unfinished. I was it was very basic. Um, I had a lot of work to it, but I got complimented on that costume by Holly Conrad, who was there doing official cosplay as a goblin for D and D. I got to do True Dungeon with Holly Conrad. It was actually pretty cool. Um, but she complimented my basic unfinished vault dweller cosplay and like if i can get a compliment from a professional in that cosplay there's no cosplay you can do that doesn't deserve the same amount of attention and love and same convention and from a different kind of standpoint let me tell you cosplayers especially like if they tell you that this isn't a cosplay convention we went to that same convention my daughter and i and this was when she was huge into undertale and um, she saw someone there in a full costume as Toriel, immediately saw her, ran up to her, and, like, surprised the shit out of whoever was in that Toriel costume, turned around, and just went down and gave her a hug. I got a picture of that, mm-hmm. too. I, I guarantee you it made that person's day. Guarantee you. And That's one of my favorite things about the Star Wars stuff is interacting with kids. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So yeah, so don't let don't let anybody try to dampen your fun. I mean, if, if you want to dress up to something, especially in a nerd geek environment, it's the place for it. Yep. It's 100% the place for it. Don't let yourself talk yourself out of it. Don't let somebody gatekeep you out of it. Just do the thing. Do the, do the thing. Do the thing. <laughs> Honestly, cosplay 101. Do the thing. Do the thing. Yeah. <laughs> What do we think about the uh, the cosplay doctor people who work the conventions and like their cosplay medics, cosplay doctors? Absolute saints. Absolute <laughs> saints. <laughs> I have had a like the entire sole of a high heeled shoe come off before, and they glued it, and it held up for the rest of that day at that convention. Can I? As like, a queen of cosplay, fall apart. If I don't have my oh shit kit with me, it's good to know that somebody else does. Exactly, yeah. Two things. One, didn't know those people existed. Oh yeah, they they wear great big signs. They have like Mm -hmm. tactical bags full of like, yeah, I've seen cosplay fairy, cosplay medic, cosplay doctor. Mm -hmm. Like, like they just walk around conventions with spools of thread, hot glue guns. They're ready to go. Sometimes they'll have their own table, too. Like, they're stationed somewhere that you can always find them. Um, And then, too, you started that conversation out saying cosplay doctor, which I'm sure did not have the intention you meant with me. I (laughs) I immediately thought Doctor Who. I'm not going to lie. I was like, yeah, maybe there are a few too many doctors. Oh, I see what you're saying. (laughs) How dare you? As a fourth Doctor cosplayer, how as, dare you? As an 11th Doctor cosplayer, how dare you? <laughs> oh, that was that was a calculated statement. 
I you can't you can't look at me that way. My favorite doctor was from the TV show, so or the the TV movie, the TV movie. Oh, again, interesting choice. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Also, didn't uh, I watched it again recently and uh, didn't realize that Will Sasso was in that movie. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. Going back and watching Who stuff. Yeah. Like, wait, I feel like she who must not be named and Doctor Who <laughs> both pulled from the same casting pool. Oh, oh it's and oh, yeah. the same totally. set pool. It, it's it's Doctor Who, She Who Must Not Be Named, and Game of Thrones. Just. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yep. I mean, those, now you know where they're all going. They're the all new- going to MCU. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. A lot of them are there. Yep. I, Britain's got like six actors, and they just, just all. Yep. It's only six. Yeah. And not to mention, like, eight. not to mention, they just spawn off the new actors. And it was it Neville Neville from, you know, that series we were just talking about. His uh, grandfather was a doctor, I think. Really? Yeah, I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure. I if think wanna... I remember seeing that. Yeah. I just don't remember which one. Well, if you want to talk about the the weird connections, let's talk about David Tennant. <laughs> yep, that's what I was going to bring up. Strange things happen to wizards who meddle with time. Yeah. Doctor Who married to the Doctor's daughter, who is the Doctor's daughter. Mm-hmm. But he's all, but he's also Barty Crouch. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yes, that was perfect. Oh my God. <laughs> that was an interesting character decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man! Well, don't forget Barty Crouch Junior. Jr. You're right. You're right. Well, don't forget his newer role as Crowley in the Good Omens. Oh, that's such oh a good my show. goodness! That's mm-hmm. so well done. Such a good show. That's that's another one. If I, if I actually really wanted to shave, I would love to cosplay as. Uh, you're oh, a Zeropel. No. Yeah, yes, yes. You're 100 percent a Zeropel. Oh, I want to do war and pollution. Oh, yeah. Those were good. Those were good, yeah. So many good there's so many good characters. I have so many that. cosplays that I wish I could get to. Things that have been on my Amazon wish list for years. Yeah. It's like someday. Mm-hmm. Now that I have a big girl job again, maybe I can start affording things again instead of, you know, spending my mortgage on cosplay stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Adulting. Let's go. Yeah, that's those are my cosplay hurdles. I need, either need to get money and or lose some weight. It's just... It's <laughs> mm-hmm. where I'm at. Honestly, I just want to lose weight so I fit into my old stuff again. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, that first trip to San Diego Comic-Con, I did Amy Pond, but the second day I was Sally Jupiter from the Watchmen movie. Oh, nice. I will wear that again someday. It may only fit around a thigh right now. <laughs> But she's coming back. I actually already have a finished cosplay. Um, my first finished crossplay. Um, I just need to lose some weight to really finish it. I've got Bunny Bulma sitting in my closet, ready <gasps> <Yes>! to go. <laughs> I've got I've got the tights. I've got the heels. I've got the ears. I've got the whole outfit. I just need to lose like five pounds, five ten pounds. That would be so awesome. Though. <laughs> I'm here for it. You got to post pictures in the Discord. Oh, it'll happen. Mm-hmm. It'll happen. Good. We 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 just need to post. Actually, we we just need to put up a cosplay. I was channel. gonna say you don't have a cosplay mm-hmm. channel. I actually looked when I started posting yeah. the uh, Barbarian Keyleth. I was like, Caster's Guild would love this. Oh, 
<laughs> oh. uh, you can always just put it in self-promotion. I think that's yeah, I think that's what we were thinking about. But it'd be nice to have a cosplay channel just so that we can talk about processes and stuff like that. Yeah, so. we can do that. We can definitely get that channel up. All right, Baron, you ready to throw a ball on this one? Nope. <laughs> uh, I guess your takeaway from this is it should just be to go out and do the thing. Go out and do the thing and have fun. But as an added addition, if you do go out and do the thing, why don't you let us know about it? I, I, I want to I want to see your your cosplays. I want to see your process. I want to see you sewing these things up. I want to see you, you know, I, I want to see you putting these together. I want to see you going to the store and stealing these things. I want to, oh, <laughs> no. no. Maybe, maybe I don't, don't, I don't no. maybe don't okay. create uh, evidence of you uh, doing it. expressed in this <laughs> podcast. But... <laughs> <laughs> wink. Anyways, um, I didn't have to say wink. Oh, no. um, anyways, but yeah, please, you know, keep us involved in the process. We'll keep you involved in our process. You know, Rick is going to make at least three cosplays um, through the course <laughs> of um, this and next year, and he's going to post them all. So I'm not Put going out to there like that. So. <laughs> but I'm not doing um, Nandor unless you do Laszlo. All right. All right. That's the deal. Twist his arm. In fact, in fact, actually, if you're up for it, we can try. We could try to get it done by Halloween. We'll try. We'll yeah, try to get it we'll done try. by Halloween. We'll try. I'll give you that one. Don't don't donate to our Patreon so we can get it done faster. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so please just go out there and have fun. We have a lot of fun doing this. You know, we definitely have different levels of uh enjoyment and experience at this table right now namely on that side of the table is all the experience and and <laughs> um and skill and everything like that and then over here it's just you know me and rick so <laughs> or just me literally i'm not in the costume so <laughs> um so yeah go out there and yeah but we already talked about all your costumes you can't look at anyways go out there have fun enjoy and Enjoy yourselves, include us in your enjoyment, and um, and over to you, Rick. All right, Meg, Cece, if anybody liked what you had to say and they want to find you somewhere else on the internet, where could they do that? I am at Cosplay Meg, C-O-S-P-L-A-Y-M-E-G, on all socials as well as .com if you need easy links to everything. Uh, I go by CC Cosplays on Instagram and TikTok, C-I-C-I Cosplays, plural, uh, I will just say all of my socials are on private because, like I mentioned earlier, I am a teacher. So I need to make sure you are, one, an actual person, and two, an adult. But I'm always happy to have new people. You will find those links in the description down below. Email us at castersguild at gmail.com. Uh, tell us what kind of cosplays you're working on or come find us in the Discord. Uh, we just might be adding a cosplay channel to it. So come show us what you got. Find us on all the socials and make sure you check out that featured charity. Um, my niece was doing real well. Uh, unfortunately, she had to go back to the hospital today. So not sure 100% what's going on there, but we will keep you updated. And we have a 24-hour charity stream coming up uh, first weekend in November. It's all going to be for her. Uh, don't let that stop you from donating 
now. If you, anytime you donate, if you mention that it's for the 24-hour stream, um, then if it comes down to us having any perks to the 24-hour stream, we will retroactively apply those. Just when you make your donation, mention it's like, hey, Caster's Guild 24-hour stream, and we'll make sure that you get any any bonuses that come from donating to that stream. Thank you very much for tuning into this episode of Caster's Guild, and we will see you in the next one. Bye bye, everybody. Bye. Hey, bye. Bye bye. Bye. Go do the thing. My good time boy. <laughs>